Are you tired of hearing people complain about the world and ready to own the responsibility to make the world a better place? Hey, my name is Brent Simpson and welcome to this episode of Creating the Future. I believe that within each of us is a yearning to make the world a better place. So let's work together and make that desire a reality. My hope is that today's conversation inspires you as you endeavor to create the future. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Creating the Future. Hey, today is an extra special conversation because today is the 10th podcast. Today, we celebrate the fact that we made it all the way to 10. Everybody say, woohoo, right? We made it all the way to 10 podcasts. And uh, from this point on, we're going to be releasing podcasts every Monday is the plan right now. And so you can watch for those. And to celebrate today, we want to uh, do a special giveaway. So I am going to give away 10 $10 Starbucks gift cards to anybody who shares this podcast and puts inside of the share the hashtag creating the future with Brent Simpson. So whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, I'm on all those. I'll find you somewhere. And we're going to give away 10 $10 gift cards. Anybody want some coffee, some free coffee? Yeah. So that is the plan for today. So thank you for joining us through these through these first 10 episodes. And I know some more things are going to be amazing in the coming weeks. But today we have an amazing conversation uh, with Sean Bowles. Now, if you don't know Sean Bowles, he has one of the best podcasts out there. I highly recommend it. In fact, you'll hear us talk about that at the end of this conversation today. But make sure you check that out. And Sean is a person that, that runs, a, uh, runs a ministry, uh, does all kinds of interesting things, travels the world speaking. And he will talk a lot today about prophetic ministry. Now, when I use that terminology, I know to some of you, it might be a turnoff and you're like, what in the world does that mean? And maybe when you hear the word prophet, maybe even think of the guy on the side of the road with a mega megaphone, like yelling at everybody and telling, telling them they're all going to hell or whatever. That is not what we're talking about. Prophetic ministry is just the ability to be able to hear God's voice in your own life. And sometimes that also means sharing it with others. And you are going to have a blast today as a truly, truly great man is on the podcast. It's a fun conversation. Uh, sit back and enjoy this conversation with Sean Bowles. All right, guys, welcome back to Creating the Future. And I'm so very excited to have Sean Bowles with us today because he has such a unique take on the world. And uh, as a believer that God is still speaking today, uh, but not just in the church. And I think oftentimes we segment uh, the voice of God in our life and how God speaks to us and make it so that God only speaks inside the church. And Sean is a big believer that God is speaking outside the church as well and inside the business community and the marketing world and uh, just the world at large. And so, so let's just talk for a second before I go any further. Let's jump right into it. So Sean, um, talk about outside the church. What role do you believe that the prophetic, uh, and you may even want to define what you mean by prophetic, uh, but what does the <laughs> prophetic have to do outside of the church? Well, thanks for having me on. And I think, yeah. You know, I just look at it this way. I think God um, is real and he has an original design and purpose for everything he created. And he's a relator. He's like, if you love those people that you've had the most quality connection times with in your history, whether it's a parent or a friend or your spouse, that's what feeling like being with God is all the time. And so he wired us to hear his voice. He, even Jesus talked about in John 14, 15 and 16, before he left, he said, I'm going to send the right. Holy Spirit who's going to speak to you. And we see in 1 Corinthians 2, 
if you've read that, it talks about the Holy Spirit searching the deepest parts of God and then relating to us. And so a lot of the ways that we hear as human beings is that God is within us. The God who can't fit in the universe somehow fits inside of us when we invite him into our lives and we begin to hear him. And I think people both who are saved and unsaved have heard God throughout history. We've seen it in the Bible with Nebuchadnezzar, who was a king over a country called Babylon, or we've seen it with Pharaoh, with Joseph, also in the Bible. And so uh, for us personally, we're looking for where God's speaking and how to partner with what he wants to do in those areas. So like my wife, an example would be, she's an urban farmer. We live on an urban farm, just a one acre farm here in Los Angeles, California, right in the middle of Studio City, which is fun. <laughs> and uh, she has like an urban farming influencer account on Instagram and it's picked up by people like BuzzFeed and TikTok and stuff. And the whole narrative that she's bringing to that, the world of farming or, or food to table, farm to table, is God had a design over this, over this world that we're not honoring environmentally, that uh, big agriculture, we're not anti, but we're, we want to change. You know, we, there's a lot of changes that have to be made. That God had a way that he made soil to work. And you find all these farmers who are Christians who actually have theology on this, not just philosophy on this, mm. who are doing organic farms all over the world. Jordan Rubin, many others, uh, if you know the Maker's Diet, these people are doing this. And so like when we're talking about hearing from God, it's not just for like churches to be built, which is beautiful, or for somebody to go to a worship team somewhere in the church, but it's because God wants to change the metrics of society and see great change and reformation happen to bring us back into the, the best version of how he made us to operate in the first place before what we believe is Jesus is going to return one day and we're not going to be an ugly people group right. or a, a terrible world that's so broken down that it's like, oh, I guess I'll have to fix that. But it's coming back for people who know how to walk with him and know, how, know what he wanted on the earth in the first place. So I hope that's not too heady or too theological, but that's what we're working on. Oh, no, I know. I love that. I think that's so good. All right. So uh, obviously, even unbelievers, they don't always have an issue with God speaking inside the church and God speaking to believers. But now we're working into a world where God is speaking in the business corporations and organizations and and speaking to CEOs and board members and things like that. So what are what are some stories that you have that might just blow our minds or at least awaken our eyes, at least uh, to God speaking in corporate America? I think it's such a great question. I think of, um, before I go there, I just want to say, yeah. this is one of my favorite times I've ever been alive, even though in the hardship of what's happening for so many people, because, you know, people like Kanye West overcomes right. mental illness because of faith and he hears from God right. and starts doing things that are just incredible, like buys a farm where they're doing seed to sow and they're doing the choir, they're doing events yeah. uh, back when events can happen, you know, right. Um, right. Justin Bieber, who heard from God, Chris Pratt, who yeah. powerfully has heard from God and re-geared his whole life to make a movie company that's going to have faith-based and family films. Mike Pence, our vice president here in America, has heard from God. So we live in a generation of people that are, are making decisions because they're cooperating with God. We talked about it in the 80s and 90s, but there was no real big examples. Now some of the greatest examples of celebrity or a position in authority are hearing from God. I'm friends with a couple of different groups and uh, Wall Street prayer type groups. And I get to hear some of the stories that are happening because they're hearing God on Wall Street together. You know, not everybody, but the people who are positioned there. So, but practically just some, some cool stories. Um, you know, I, I think of, it's really interesting because I think of process. I have a friend of mine who's an actress uh, who she moved to LA after she was, had a master's degree in teaching, 37 years old, moved here in 2008, I think, during a recession time. And so she had enough savings to come out here. But her dream was to change the education system. She never even wanted to be an actress. But she heard from God powerfully, like, you were called to act. And she thought, this is so 
stupid. <laughs> she even came the first Sunday I met her. I loved her because she just has such a quirky personality. And she's like, so I'm here to be an actress like everybody else in LA, including homeless people. And I don't want to do this, but I'm obeying God. And she tells me the story. So she goes to acting classes for like 10 months before she really tries to pursue it because she has some savings. So she comes back to me and says, I'm going to go become a substitute teacher while I'm pursuing acting now because I need an income. And I said, uh, are you sure that's what you should do? Because you're here in LA. What if God wants to show you his people group by working somewhere else? She goes, I hate you. Like, I hate that you're challenging me this way. <laughs> so she goes, okay, I'm going to pray. So she prays and she sees herself as a barista. She has a mental picture of herself as a barista. She would never as a master's degree person think of herself as serving coffee. Although right. she thinks serving coffee is cool for people who that's what they want to do, but it's not what she wants to do. And right. so she comes back and complains to me as, you know, at the time we're pastor and she goes, why would I do this? My friends were the superintendent of my state for school. My other friends are this, you know, like the huge, huge positions who are these friends she graduated with. Why would I become a barista to pursue acting? And she kind of goes through the whole thing. And I said, what, what if God wants to train you into his process and he wants to teach you something that you couldn't learn by being a, a substitute teacher? because you're in a land and you're doing his process, not your own. And he wants to lead you into a place that you can never get to by your own strength or just your, your own, you know, hurrah, best effort. He wants a God result in your life. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I hate this, but I love this. This is amazing. So she applies at one Starbucks. She's only going to give one a chance to Starbucks <laughs> all places. Right. And they had, because it was a recession, they had over 2000 or something applications that year. I was 250 that month or something. And so she, um, it might even been 2000. I can't remember. It's like some astronomical number. They chose one position. They chose her. Wow. She didn't have any experience. So she knew it was God. And she worked there. And long story short, she worked with all these girls. She became like their den mother. None were believers. She just loved them really well. And they were all aspiring actors, screenwriters, producers, that kind of thing. One of them gets a role. None of them were working. One of them gets a role on a new Netflix series. Now, this is back when Netflix was first starting, really, to do their series back in 2008 and nine. And so she gets a role on this. And when she got on set, all, everyone felt like they'd got the role, you know, because they're all fighting in this together in this little Starbucks. And so... Uh, except for my friend. She didn't feel like she got the role. She just was excited, you know. So this young girl goes on set, and one of the characters uh, got really, one of the actors got really sick who was going to play a character on the show and had to go to the hospital for emergency surgery. Hmm. So they needed someone to fill her space. She was off the show. And this young girl who had been mothered well by my friend said, I know a girl who she's already doing everything that's in this role. She's a teacher, which was a teacher. She uh, is a big sister. She's a mom. That's who she is. You right. need to bring her on. I'm sorry if this is a, violation to the director but i just think she's it just yeah. bring her tomorrow we'll test her out i mean not even audition testing her on set with the lines she got she gets her first acting role because she said yes to god as a barista now she's been acting for 10 years and her average role pays millions of dollars so it's like you just think of like this kind of story where it's god is leading people now that's kind of a fun heart process story but there's things like i have a friend who's in um aviation and they're creating uh magnetized slash electric plane that was just Bloomberg. It was it blew up Bloomberg. Uh, they got, they had a vision from God, bought two companies, put them together. And within 10 years, we're going to be flying on predominantly magnetized electric airplanes because they heard from God. So these are stories that are happening, are changing industries and are changing the way we do life. It's very disruptive. Just like Uber has been disruptive. The kingdom's very disruptive or, you know, right. Netflix has been disruptive. The kingdom's is disruptive and it takes what would take a hundred years to bring the market and allows it to happen over a short period of time. Yeah, that, that, that's so good. That's so good. It's almost like um, for a long time, it, uh, some people would look at faith and science as against each other. 
and faith totally. in technology, faith in, in business and, and whatever else. And faith is supposed to have its own slice of the pie and that's okay over there, but don't bring it into our side of the world. Don't bring it here. Yeah. And what we're seeing, like you said earlier, the metrics are all being changed so that, so that faith and, and, and God's presence, the kingdom of God can come into every area of our lives. Yeah. So good. Um, all right. So how about this? Um, we live in this world that is enamored with spiritual things, obviously horror movies and the cult and all this kind of stuff is, is really big right now at the same time that Christians and, and even non-believers have a hard time believing in the spiritual things when it comes to Christianity. They have a hard time believing God yeah. speaks. Sometimes yeah. it's easier for them to believe that, that the demons speak than it is for God to speak. Totally. So why do you think that is? And, and what would you say to people like that? I just think that for so long, we've had a conservative narrative leading Christianity, and we've seen a boom in charismatic and Pentecostal theology right. in the church at large. It's really come in a stealth way through like worship music and stuff is how it has brought, you know, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here versus, right, right. you know, just like really intense songs that are, really, you know, not very um, connected and there's connecting language. And so here's what I think. I think um, it's funny. Lionsgate Pictures is doing... They do movies like, I think, Saul and those kinds of horror movies. Well, they started a faith-based genre, so they do all horror and then faith-based. So they did Mercy <laughs> Me's movie. They did, like, you know, I can only imagine. It's just so mind-blowing that the, the, the studio that's doing all this crap is also doing all this goodness, you know, just so wild. But I think people have um, – Christians have not been in their occupation. We've been last in line to media, to entertainment, to politics. And so whoever was leading that narrative with the loudest voice, that was the biggest truth. And I think what God's doing is he's putting people who have a confidence in the love of God, that the gospel is a gospel of good news. And so when we hear God's voice, he wants us to bring like solutions and he wants us to bring um, creativity, ingenuity. Like we've been recycling things so much in society, whether it's over water and power, or whether it's over movies, we've been recycling the same methods, which don't work. Albert Einstein said, you know, insanity, the definition is to do the same thing over and over expecting different results. And I feel like this is the perfect time because so much insanity is out there right. that people are saying, what, how can we fix this? Like we have enough food to meet the world's food crisis, but we don't have the right distribution and the right politics in place. And right. so there's groups that are saying, why? And especially younger generations saying, if we could feed everybody, how do we get rid of the corrupted models that are in the way, whether it's the corrupted government, whether it's the corrupted NGOs, whatever. And so I feel like people are smart enough now and there's enough good globalization to where people are saying, we need to solve this big, you know, the fact that we only have, again, agriculture, um, soil that'll last us the next 40 years on the entire earth. Like right. we have to heal the soil, like right now. And there's a generation that cares about that. Millennials are caring about gardening and farming by far more than the last three generations put together. So that, I mean, something's happened in this generation that's wired for justice and truth. Uh, whether they're with Christ or not, that's just true. That there's a wiring for fixing things and bringing things forward and not repeating bad patterns. Um, lots of mistakes can be made in that, but I think it's a really special time where, you know, every generation is unique, but this generation that's alive, everyone, whether you're old or young listening to this, it's like everyone is alive right now. It's a really special time because we are probably 10 years away from seeing some of the world health issues obliterated, like malaria in our generation. Right. Excuse me, the AIDS epidemic, maybe within 10 years will be gone. Things that we thought would have been lasting another hundred years because people are standing in their role in humanity with compassion, empathy, and going after these things with wisdom and strength and intelligence. Now, yes, there's all kinds of evil agendas and financial agendas and everything else. But if we're just looking at what God's doing, what human, humanity is doing right, this is a really special generation. 
Yeah, it almost seems like the prophetic ministry in some regards is bringing everything together where you had technology over here and science over here and engineering and math and, and it's almost like it bridges and brings it all together uh, probably because of the love of God that needs to be key to the prophetic ministry, right? Yeah. So, so instead of excommunicating people you don't understand or don't like or whatever, you actually bring them together for the greater good. Well, and it's that thing of if I feel like I've heard from God, which is a big statement for Mike Pence right. to say, I hear right. from God and that's how I lead. You know, if I say I've heard from God and I actually have proof, like so I bring something of substance to somebody, whether it's a prophetic word or a technology or a medical invention. Like I was talking to a doctor from New Jersey who has a blood cure for COVID. I mean, yeah. just radical. And he's a Christian and he was a blood doctor and got saved because of the power of the blood of Jesus. Wow. He studied that out and was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. He's from China. He's from China, but he's American. Wow. And I'm like, this is crazy. I love these kinds of stories. But he, he, like, when he tells his colleagues why he's saved, he gets to tell them, I was in blood research, learned some things in the Bible that actually made me investigate blood differently, and I have this breakthrough invention, which is already working for diabetes. I have this breakthrough invention that came because of my relationship with God. When people hear that, that my relationship with God doesn't just make me look self-righteous, but it actually causes me mm -hmm. to bring a benefit to you. Like Jesus, he brought a benefit. He fed thousands of people. He brought healing to everybody. He did so much for other people. It wasn't an internalized faith that was principles. It was a faith of action. So when people hear that, I think the prophetic is such a great distribution device. Because when I say I have an encounter, it's not just making you feel bad or putting shame on you. It's actually an encounter that's going to help you regardless of what you're going to believe. It's yeah. God's really giving you his grace through my encounter. That just changes everything. Yeah. That's so good. All right. So as we're creating the future, what do you think the future of that prophetic ministry movement, whatever you want to call it, what do you think the future of that is? How will it affect? I think, the um, I love that, uh, during the lockdown for the COVID-19 that everybody, you know, churches had to stop in most of the world. Yeah. It had to be virtual and had to go online. So it's kind of like the church has left the building. It was one of the themes I heard over and over. And I think, um, you know, it, it's exciting because I think the prophetic is not made just to, for the religious mountaintop or just for churches to grow. The right. prophetic is God's relationship to speak into every place that his son could be known. And everything that's been in his heart. I just think of like, if, if you, I've been around really brilliant people. And when you're around brilliant people, like you just want to be, you want to keep asking questions and you get tired in your head. Yeah. You know, you get so exhausted because you're like, you just, you're amazing. Like your heart. And that's who Holy Spirit is. He's so amazing that he like, he, to hear God is being with the best people that you, you could ever get connection to. And he lives in us and we get to maintain that connection and that connection affects whatever we're assigned to, whether you're a doctor or a mom at home or whatever, like yeah. that connection. So I think the prophetic where it's going is that it becomes the, one of the biggest tools in Christianity's tool belt in this next season. That yeah. Christians realize it's a tool that we all have. Paul, when he said to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 14, he says, go after love like your life depends on it, but eagerly desire prophecy. Then, then all of a sudden, all the Corinthians were desiring this. It wasn't just those weird ones, the prophets right. or the, you know, these guys. It was like everybody's wired here from God. That's why I love, and I mentioned Kanye and Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez and like Mike Pence. And we can go entertainers or athletes or politicians, you know, so many people who are hearing from God powerfully. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. We're the first generation that has that public testimony all the time in front of us because people are tweeting or people are doing Bible studies on their Instagram or people who are, you know, shouting from rooftops, things that God's showing them that 20 years ago, they could have been admitted to a mental hospital for. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah.
So right now there's somebody listening to this podcast, driving in their car. They're not a believer. Don't really care about all this Christian stuff. And you know, they, they listen to the podcast for leadership things and other stuff. Right. And they're listening and they haven't turned it off yet because they just, they're too lazy to turn it off. After listening, <laughs> right. We, we've all been there, right? We got, we're just because they like us. They like our voices. Right. Right. So as they're listening now, they're kind of intrigued by this thought. Like, does God actually speak to me? What does that sound like? So what would you say to the person right now that's never heard God's voice and yeah. actually wants to, or is at least intrigued by the idea of hearing God's voice? I would say um, kind of suspend your disbelief for a second and just think, yeah. is there a God who exists outside of our normal time and who's thought of you and this world and everybody in your life and everything before time began? And the Bible says you were made for good works and for relationship with God before time began. And so if there's a version of you that Jesus Christ potentially paid a price for to that you could become on this side of eternity, like this, this life is a gift. Just kind of imagine what would be the best version of me that I, I can imagine in my own mind. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't limited with the resources I have or the connections I have or the talent and skill I have, if I could just dream for a minute and then knowing that um, if there is a God who dreamed for you, his dreams are bigger than yours and ask them, okay, here's what I could dream of. Show me what you could dream of. If you're real, give me a, a, a visualization or a dream or something of some of your dreams for me and see what happens and see if you encounter them. And it doesn't mean that you're going to encounter them in that exact moment. Maybe two weeks later, you're up with your baby at night or you're, you know, like that happened to me a lot when we had babies or you're, you know, whatever. You're, you're getting up earlier than normal to go work out. And all of a sudden you have this moment where you just have, those aha experiences and reverse engineer some of the biggest wins you've ever had in your life. Maybe it was with your child, maybe it was your son or daughter, maybe it was with your family, maybe a, a father who was abusive and you had this aha, beautiful win with him and reverse engineer and go, am I good enough to have led myself to that moment? Is life providential enough or is there a God who's steering me for my good? And I think a lot of people who are intellectual or business people or who are leaders, they need to think like, okay, I need to think outside the box of just principle. And I need to think, is there a God who has led me in these ways, who's producing fruit that I can't get to myself? And then reverse engineering and go, where was I in my heart where that was able to happen, where I had that restoration with that family member, or I had the biggest contract ever that I had nothing to do with? Is it just providential? Is it just happenstance? Or is there a God who's leading me? And in those moments, if you can recognize that there's a God, invite him, say, I want to partner with you more. Maybe you don't know how to do that. Maybe you're like, I don't want to become one of those Christians, but you just say, okay, I'm just going to take one more step and say, I'm going to try and listen to you more. I'm going to try and look for you more in my life. Maybe you're ready to give it all and say, okay, Jesus, I think it's you. And so I invite you into my life and I give you my life and I surrender my life to you. But maybe it's just, you're ready for one more step, you know, just take that step. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. Um, Well, if you don't know this, um, I know many of you listening have probably know Sean Bowles and his ministry, but if you don't, Sean has a podcast that is absolutely extraordinary. Uh, So make sure you you, uh, look up that. It's uh, Exploring the the Prophetic with Sean Bowles. It is an amazing podcast, one of the most rapidly growing podcasts, I think, that are out there. And if you are intrigued by these conversations and what God's doing, my goodness, you need to just pause this podcast right now and go download his <laughs> of those. Then you can come back to the conclusion because it is that good. And, and I know I went on a fast at one point and um, uh, you were actually coming to our church and I thought, I've heard of Sean Bowles, don't really know him. And during the fast, that was months before you were coming, but during the fast, I thought I should find out more about this guy. So I went to the podcast and I just started binge listening and it was uh, so edifying and so encouraging. It just 
broadening of my own horizons. Oh, I'm, I'm growing because it's not about me. It's about other people's stories. So right. I'm growing all the time. I feel like it's one of the greatest things I get to do because you grow. Faith comes by hearing. You grow to the power of the stories you hear around you. I think Oprah, one of the reasons why people really respect and love her is because she's been able to make different choices and form based on thousands of stories and, uh, and information pieces that have helped form her. Whether you're a pro Oprah or not pro Oprah, she's a very well-formed person, human being. And I think for me personally, I'm getting so well-formed by these stories. And we're starting on the exact same podcast if you're subscribed to it. It comes out on Wednesdays. On Fridays, it's exploring the industry. It comes out on the same one. And on Mondays over the summer, we'll be exploring the business industry or business world. It'll be called something. I'm not sure what. But so we'll have, it'll come out three times where you get just three different stories of how hearing God's voice can change your options in the world you're in. I love that. Yeah. So as if you are intrigued by these ideas of how God moving, how God is moving outside of the church world and in those other spheres, definitely listen to those podcasts. I know I've heard stories on your podcast, Sean, about uh, people that working in hearing God's voice, working with the police department, helping to solve cases mm-hmm. and, and just all kinds of things. People talking to presidents of other nations and leading them through things and just really cool testimonies that I've heard on there. So, so everybody should definitely join in and be a part of that. And Sean, awesome. if somebody wants to get to know you, you're obviously, you're an author, you're a speaker, you run an organization, like how would they get to know you or anything else you want to talk about any of your books or anything? Well, they can uh, easily go to their bookstore if they're not in lockdown. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, my book, a lot of my books are there. And so uh, I have some really good books that are prayer books and I have books that are like describing just kind of an on-ramp to hearing God's voice called Translating God is a good one or Breakthrough Prayer Book. Or they can come to bowlsministries.com yeah. and we have all of our materials and we have tons of videos and I have a TV show on TBN, which is a Christian network and then also another one on CBN News, which is another Christian network. So there's, I, I have a lot of, two thirds of what we do is free and it's all out there. YouTube, we have a YouTube series. So come join the journey, come join the conversation. Yeah, so Bowls Ministries, it's B-O-L-Z, correct? Uh, thank you for saying that. Yes, it is. There's no T in there. Bowlsministries.com. Yeah, bowlsministries.com. Definitely check out Sean. He is a gift to the church. And uh, even if you're not a believer, somebody that's very interesting to follow and learn about what God's doing through his ministry. So thank you, Sean, for being on this podcast. It's been a blast talking to you, buddy. Thanks so much for inviting me. All right. God bless you guys. Until next time, let's continue creating the future. <laughs> Hey, did you enjoy that conversation with Sean? Man, what a fun time of learning about prophetic ministry and what God is doing outside of the church world and in the global marketplace. And I want to quickly remind you that that this episode is our 10th episode, and we are celebrating that we made it all the way to 10 and looking forward to the next 90 after that as we get to 100 and just having some amazing conversations. And part of that means that if you share this podcast, YouTube or, or wherever you're looking at it, share this podcast with other and hashtag creating the future with Brent Simpson. I am giving away 10 $10 gift cards to Starbucks uh, for anybody that does that. And so we are going to pull 10 names out. And if you want some free coffee, do me a favor and share this. Hey, and, and while you're doing that, if you would do me a favor and also on whatever your podcast provider is, especially if that's iTunes, go in and give me a five-star rating and share with people how much you're enjoying this podcast. That would really help to open up the floodgates and other people to be able to see it. But I hope you've been enjoying this so far. Happy 10 podcast anniversary to creating the future.
I hope you enjoyed this conversation today, and I especially hope it added value to you. If you enjoyed it, would you do me a favor and give us a five-star rating on your podcast provider? It really helps to get the word out. And of course, if you share this content with your friends, that would be great too. And until next time, I hope you continue creating a better future. I look forward to being with you again soon.